This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Ah. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everyone, into another edition of Talking Cowboys. Of course, always joined by Mickey, Rob, Brian, and myself in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Very exciting day around here at the Dallas Cowboys facility because of the fact that they're finally moving on officially, (laughs) officially from the Denver loss with the first practice starting today. Uh, Mickey was just getting the full report for us in the one brief minute he had to see it due to the pushback they've made. But I'm sure you saw your guy 32 out there because Garrett said he will practice. And O was out there, full uniform, pads O, o was ready to go? He's O ready to go. Ooh, good headline, Rob. Remember Ooh, that? Ooh, yeah. Should have used that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Should have asked me. <laughs> headline yeah. writer. Consultant, man. I used to write headlines. As Jason Garrett said, Tay, the ball game is that ball game is behind us. It's behind us. On to the cards. Not behind a lot of other people, but it's behind them, huh? Well, those are the fans that you said don't listen. So they they need to listen to you today because you said it and you said Orlando Skandrick would probably be ready to go after ten days post surgery. It has been ten days officially today. And we got to expect his inspect his hand yesterday. He showed it to us. wasn't even wrapped up. What did you see? I saw stitches still there, but the skin had uh, gone together. So he said it's healed. So he's he should be good to go. And he explained to was it Clarence he grabbed from behind? Yes. On the shoulders and gave him a shoulder massage. What is to show him that his left hand was working? Broadus, how will they be able to wrap it up and get him game ready and everything without yeah. affecting anything? Yeah, I think that, you know, he, he always plays with gloves anyway, so they'll find a way to... Get sweaty. Yeah, they, yeah. they have they, well, they have a way. They have a, they have a thing like tough skin or fake skin, they call it, and they'll be able to put it on there and, and wrap that up. As long as, like Mickey's describing, that he has the ability to grip, that's all that he really, really needs. I mean, the way he heard it was unfortunate because he was reaching in for a tackle, and, you know, he tends to swat. At, you know, instead of wrap up, he's a he's either a go low shoulder body tackle guy, or he'll swat his hands at at the ball carrier's legs or feet when he's down that low. So he's got to be careful of, of having that happen again. You know, we're just coming off that surgery. I th- yeah, I think they're past the point of concern about infection with that thing. And usually, guys that have that injury, they miss about a week because of that. And he still got the stitches in, but that, like you said, yeah. it's healed up the nice. The plate, yeah. Yeah, so now it becomes functionality with whatever yeah. they're going to They'll just put a pad up. on yeah. top of it and then put a, a larger, make yeah. them wear a larger glove. Yeah, fake skin. No, fake. just fake, fake skin it on top. And, and like I said, as long as he has the ability to, to use his fingers, that's the most important thing. Did he tell you anything else, Mickey, in the locker room that you found interesting that the good Dallas Cowboys fans listening to this podcast should know? Said he could have played last week. But they didn't want to risk the the infection, that the thing, the incision breaking. So, uh, I mean, he's been out there running. Aerobically, he should be fine. So, let's go play football. 
and especially now with the Cowboys having the secondary issues with depth right now, especially right. even Garrett said today he thinks Cheeto doesn't even know what he could do in practice, obviously limited with his hamstring issues. But how is – Nolan Carroll as well. And Nolan Carroll yeah, just and out Sounds like no, 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 he ain't making it back. They, uh, Nolan Carroll ain't coming back anytime soon. They sent him home Oof. yesterday, so he's yeah. still still feeling the effects and, the you know, Did probably – Put him huh. in, did they put him in the Texas Tech shed to keep it dark? Mickey Leachy. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you what, that was a bad story back in the day. It was. But, but yeah. But you said they sent him home. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Well, the dark. Yeah, you're right. The darkness. I, it doesn't sound like it's he's this week for sure. Yeah, he's he's recuperating. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the, I, I would not expect him this week. And that was something that, you know, he said in the walk off. So, uh, you know, we got a little information there. But he also it, said Rico wasn't. Yeah. Doing still, very, still not clear. Yeah. yeah, and Rico's more is more about I think about the jaw and the neck. I, Rico's was whiplash, mm-hmm. you know, and it ended up being the concussionary symptoms. So yeah, that's to me why, you know, you, these things are it, it's a it's a touchy su- subject to deal with because you ask, well, why can this guy come back in five days, Ron Leary, you know, or why can this guy? Why does it take eight weeks and? Again, not a doctor, but, but very, various degree that's of... That's why they have the concussion protocol. Because absolutely. Because there are certain symptoms you could get from a fall or something where you bump your head. And yep. it could hurt, obviously, and take you out of the game, but it might not be a full-blown bad-time concussion. Yeah, and there's one? different steps to that protocol, obviously. I think I have, and I just didn't know it. We played in that era where they didn't really care about us. Oh, you saw stars? Yeah, like Lucky Charms guy, you know, yeah. the magically delicious guy. You know, you see, like, the Hanging leprechaun, and the, yeah, everything just kind of, you know, everything is real pink. It was like a pink, and, and you almost want to throw up. What, you? So. No. No? Yeah. Taylor? I haven't had a concussion, but I had a serious fall where I hit the back of my head on a tennis court. So you know how hard that would be. And then Did you trip over the lines. I tripped on my own foot. I think it was just kind of one of those things. Trying to slide on well, the yeah, clay. Yeah, trying to get like a, a <laughs> stroke, like, ground make stroke. Make sure that you yeah. go over there, get that forehand. And yeah. you saw stars. Ooh, I did not feel good. I don't even knew if I thought it was a concussion, but yeah. yeah. Played in a bad era where they didn't really. Did think you? That. I don't think so. Middle linebacker days. Now I fell once playing basketball on the driveway. Yeah, and hit my. That'll back, get you. Hit the back of my head. That'll get you. Started bleeding. Ugh, had to worse. go get stitches. Yeah, not good. Yeah, I'm no, like I've never that's not good. Stitches. Exactly, coach. How do you play around this though? This week, you okay with everything? With you Orlando. Got? Yeah. Well, if Orlando's it's, out there, it's good to go that way, right? Loose has got to play. Yeah. Woods has got to play. Yeah. Um. I still like I still like Woods playing a little extra stuff if he has to play in the slot. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I mean, they they're still if a Woozie can't go now. If a Woozie can go, you feel a lot better, right? If he can't go, then Ben Rickery's got to wait. You saw be enough. You saw enough from Woods to say no, no, no. I'm just saying that they had to use him in some dime stuff. Okay, I, you know, yeah. I I was I'm okay. That's with interesting. Him. I'm yeah. okay. I think he's a better cover guy than he is one of these physical mm-hmm. down in the box players. I think you know, you talked about the movement and the skill he has. We saw him do some of that stuff in the at, at camp. You know, if you walk down to the other end of the field, yeah, covering the tight ends. But you know, he was running around pretty well the other day, you know, moving and, and doing what he had to do. That I, I I don't think it's a total throwaway idea to say, okay, well, hey, let's put him in some situations where we can have him covered a little bit. So what do you think they do? So Scandrick on the right side, Brown on the left, and then Lewis comes in on nickel. Yes. 
and and then Lewis would play on play the out on the right, out, side. On the right side, and then Skandrick and Scandrick goes, goes inside. Right. You know, it, it occurred to me because when Brown had to go outside, it was for Skandrick on the right side. But if I remember correctly, most of the time last year when he was playing and playing well, he he a lot of times was on the left side, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because yeah. they moved Carr to the Anthony. right side. Right, they moved right? Carr, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so Anthony Brown, I mean, may, I don't know if right or left Let me tell you this. difference to him. Let's, we're going to need to keep an eye on this as another thing, too. Scandrick playing the slot, good. We all understand how he can do that. But if Larry Fitzgerald plays inside in the slot, you know, Larry Fitzgerald doesn't run great, but, but he will make every single contested catch. Who is your best contested cornerback of – the guys of a Scandrick, I mean, contested well, player. If the guy's going to, you know, does Anthony Brown have better contested skills I like than, than what than Scandrick? I like Scandrick in that situation. Okay. Yeah, over somebody like Anthony Brown. Yeah, yeah but I'm, 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 just saying, I'm just saying, Tay, when you get in that situation where it's inside, it's tough, and you, now. Well, we saw Anthony Brown get a bad penalty last week with that. But he's aggressive. He is aggressive. He's, I mean, he's hands to the face. He's going to stay with you. He's going to fight you. We've seen him undercut some routes. I just like how Skandrick always seems to be in position. I, he's not always going to make the interception, but like a contested type play. Yeah. He's When he's at the top of his game, I like him in that situation. Or would you put but, Lewis but, inside? But again, you got you got to factor in the – the injury too that he's going to be. Playing. See, that's what I'm saying. I I've always liked Scandrick doing one thing, not both things. Right. He was either playing outside or inside. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. But I think with Scandrick though, you know, we we he's he's better against the quicker guy. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he gets in in the it's the wrong word I'm going to use, but bullied is you know the wrong word really. But it but the physical side of it though, we've seen him match up on in training camp with Des Bryant. And yeah. have some success. I, I, yeah. I like what you're he, saying he, there. He battled Des all camp. That, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I like that aspect of it. But I'm, I am I wonder if if the way that they play it, that with Arizona's ability to make plays down the field and to the side, outside the numbers, do you take Skandrick, who can run on the outside, and leave him outside and let him carry those routes and put somebody more physical inside to handle Fitzgerald? Interesting thought. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out Spitballing, there. Spitballing, yeah. Yeah, as we get along in the next couple of days, we'll figure out what they're going to do. Trust me on that. We are. And you guys, we were talking about a little bit of how people were freaking out hearing that Dak might have an ankle injury. No sweat there. Garrett cleared it up today, said he'll have no limitations yes. with the ankle. I, I have a hard time even calling it an injury. You know, I think it was probably sore. Mm -hmm. or, I mean, that was a hard hit. Yeah, he got bent back pretty good. It was yeah, a hard hit. he had. I mean, he had to get taped, but I didn't. I didn't see real limitations out there. He's a tough guy, obviously. You know what he told us Tuesday night? He he said, he said I've sprained my ankle so many times it doesn't even bother me. Yeah, I was whatever gonna, that means. Just tape it up and go. Because he normally doesn't wear tape during the games, right? When you tape it, it, it prevents the swelling. It prevents it from yeah. ballooning up on you right away. No, but what I mean, like, <clears> if he has to wear tape in Monday night's game. I don't you think know, it'll be a problem. A, yeah. Oh, yeah, just tape up the shoes, maybe spat him up and go. I don't think there'll be a problem there. We'll see. I mean, Garrett even kind of talked about maybe instead of taking eight reps this week, we've yet to see in two games, from what I understand, Dak not take all the reps in practice. You know, the backup quarterbacks have been primarily the scout team guys. So let's see if the eight reps this week that maybe Moore or Cooper Rush take two of the eight just to kind of give them a little bit of a rest. Mm-hmm. And I see what you're saying. Now, we have a caller on the line. 
you guys can call us. The number is 214-872-2102. Nebby is on the line for us today. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, listen, hi, um, uh, uh, as far as this game Monday night is concerned, uh, 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 we have to put pressure on Carson Palmer, I, I, I get takeaways and and score touchdowns because if we don't score touchdowns, uh, uh, we can't win. Uh, I, I, I take care. Th- uh, thanks for being patient with me and uh, uh, ha- have a great weekend and a great week. Bye. Thank you, Nebby. Good question. So he's talking about pressure on Carson Palmer. I think that's a great question. It gets into our conversation about the Cowboys defense versus the Cardinals offense. And I think, you know, getting excited, not excited, but this is another struggling offensive line. So this D-line should be excited about getting some pressure to Carson Palmer. Yeah, I I think symptomatic of their problems, they played the Colts last week and the first play of the game, Carson Palmer takes a five-step drop gets sacked, and yeah. gets hit. Absolutely. And yeah. it's like, head, okay. head, co- head coach wasn't happy, was he? Well, no. the quarterback, pretty easygoing guy, wasn't happy either. So, yeah, it, you're right, Tay. It's another team that's got – and they've got some injuries on that line too. We'll get into it. But, but yeah, some, some inconsistency there up yeah. front. So, do you think DeMontre Moore can help? I do. Now, he's out there practicing for I do. the first time since Hungry. training camp. And when we get to our inactives on Friday, I think it'll be an interesting conversation of who do you not want to play or who doesn't play uh, that day. You know, you have to think about, can you going to address all those defensive ends? I don't know if you are. You know, there might be some other areas that you have to think about this, this team. So, yeah, it'll, it, where, where he fits in uh, will be, uh, be key because there could be a possibility of one of those young guys sitting if you talk about – Taco or maybe even uh, Tapper is one of the guys that would would sit if the, to get more on the field. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he can. I think he can help. I think he can yeah. help in in a couple different ways on the edge on that right side, and I think he can help as some a nickel tackle too. Uh, some of the rush that they were able to generate in the preseason was coming him playing as that nickel tackle. When you think about it, he's one of the most veteran guys on this defensive end rotation. Montre, yeah, yeah, you know, five six year veteran. I didn't know. He told us yesterday he is. His older godbrother is Vaughn Miller. Yeah, I saw that in your article. That yeah. was very interesting because he was saying, yeah, I took some advice from DeMarcus Ware, and then it said godbrother Vaughn Miller, like just casually. Yeah. yeah. But they're both yeah. Aggies, right? Yeah, absolutely. He helped him get to A&M, and they, uh, he worked with those guys in the offseason at like a pass rushing summit. He's trying to work on being a better student of the game. And, and you know, these two games he sat out, he's, he's anxious to get out there. He's got some experience. I think he can help this rotation. Mm-hmm. We talked about what he was able to do at Seattle, you know, and, and that's a different group out there. They 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 live to rush the passer, and, and I think he learned some things out there. I think he showed some positives, some some the uptick at, at training camp. Well, let's see if he can get more involved and and take advantage of some other things that these uh, the Cardinals are going to struggle with. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that Nebby brought up, which I think is a good point, these Cowboys have actually been able to get some good takeaways these first two games, something that they've kind of struggled with these past two seasons. So, Mick, you think that your guy Orlando can help get some picks or something like that crazy? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's never been a big interception guy. 
But when he does, he Cause does some the, fumbles. the run celebration. They tend to win games when he does get turnovers. I believe he had one against Chicago one night on a Monday night, and he had another one against the Redskins, I think. So if you get an Orlando Scandrick interception, then you're likely going to get a win. Maybe that's something we need uh-huh. to look at. That would be too. a stat. Yeah, that's that'd a be hell of a stat. Well, if they can't protect Palmer, I want to see some fumbles in the pocket then. Ooh, yeah, could DeMontre help with that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if he can get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. And you know what? I think they can keep all those guys up. On the line, active. So you're gonna keep. You're gonna dress probably with it five. You're gonna deactivate Noah Brown, aren't you? Yeah, that's your call. Well, no, he. I think he's. I think he's gonna be inactive. I think they might need to think about with something they, corner. They, they ben Wickery too. Well, no, Ben, ben Wickery's up. up. I think Ben Wickery's up. They, if Wuzier, yeah. if Wuzier's not playing, yeah, Ben Wickery's up. Okay, and think about it. They, I, it wasn't out of necessity. It was just numbers. Bell was active last game. Right. They don't need him, yeah. Right? They don't. Or is he the? Well, no, he has, has to be, be the swing, swing tackle. Sorry. Yeah. So he and Looney, he and Looney are the the two guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it's gonna be. Yeah, we need to sit mind. down and put pen to paper and figure it all out yeah. this week. We will. We'll. We will. There. We'll get there. And before we get there, we're gonna get to some tell me more. But we're gonna do that right after our first break. So we just have a full segment jam packed with information on this Cardinals offense and how this Cowboys defense can prove. That maybe last week was just a bad game, bad day at the office. We'll be right back. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks. That's hashtag troop thanks. And by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. Bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice little Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Great Rider! You like the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Great Rider! When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice-cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. This is Talking Cowboys. Make the switch to Tommy John, the innovative men's underwear that never rides up. I wear it. All these guys wear it. It's worth the hype. Plus, it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guaranteed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Tommy John, the only way to go. And we are back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio, and we are getting to a little bit of Cowboys defense versus the Cardinals offense. So, as we always do, or at least second week we've done this, we're going to play some Tell Me More. And I'll start with you, Robert. Who is the guy on the Cardinals offense that you're going to tell us more about? I'm going to go with CJ2K, Chris Johnson, who, by the way, is turning 32 years old on Saturday. And has the same neck tats as Mickey Spagnola. <laughs> you guys you guys are matched up? Yep. Yep. Same Absolutely. guy. They went to the same <laughs> tattoo parlor. Well, maybe you should have picked Chris Johnson. I, what? Go, huh? You want me to show you? Show us. Yeah. 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 We'll have a po- photo posted later. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Chris Johnson signed back to the Cardinals roster after being cut at final cuts. According to reports, he was not happy about that. They signed him in July. He thought his roster spot was probably safe behind David Johnson. But uh, with that elite running back on the shelf for a few months, they're going with a committee at, at running back in Arizona. And it's they haven't named a starter, but if you look at the work that was distributed in that game, he came in in the second quarter. He started the second half. He was the guy in the fourth quarter when they beat the Colts, and he led them in rushing, 11 carries for 44 yards. So we'll see. You know, he or all those guys, Kerwin Williams, Andre Ellington, they've got to get that running game going. They're averaging less than three yards per carry, Tay, in the first two games, 30th in rushing. And when you think about the problems they're having protecting Carson Palmer, they've got to get some semblance of a running game going against the Cowboys, who – Clearly struggled last week in Denver. So they are missing David Johnson just a little, a little bit, bit over there. Tad, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, or but I, I, I did ask Bruce Arians about Chris Johnson today. He, they're happy with him. He says he's still got it. Obviously, he was an elite, elite rusher in his in his earlier years. Um, oh, yeah. We'll see. Two years you know? ago, before the Cowboys drafted Ezekiel Elliott, he was a free agent. And there was a lot of talk around Cowboys Nation. Should they go after yeah. Chris Johnson? Should they, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. and then – Really, he got picked up by the Cardinals, and they were like, well, that's a guy we could have got. And it would have been interesting to see the flip. Yeah, behind this offensive line. Well, Who knows? hopefully, uh, the Cow- you look at what the Cowboys are doing. The run defense is usually solid. This is a top-five run defense last year. Just some problems with tackling and run fits and all that last week in Denver. They've got to be able to contain Johnson in this game. Mick, Brian, Rob just told you that they have to get their running game going against this Cowboys defensive line with the added DeMontre Moore. Will they be able to stop their running game and kind of keep them in this stalemate? There's not many times I get to use the word stalemate. Stalemate's a great word. Yeah. I think that, 
You're talking about the Cowboys. The Cowboys going up against their run game, and if yeah, you know he's yeah, telling us yeah, about Chris Johnson, how do you combat it? It is. It, it, they've had their issues, and, and a lot of it has to do on first down. That's one of their biggest problems: is their inability to run the football. They just don't have that. You know, if you look at what they do on second down, there's not a team in the league that averages more yards that have to gain, gain on second down than than the uh, than what Arizona does. They're like almost 9.26 yards, a, 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 you know, an attempt there to have to get. Or So, yeah, the, their struggles. The, the Cowboys, if they continue to tackle poorly, I think that's the Cowboys' biggest issue when they when run defense. I don't think it's getting bodies to the ball. I think it's actually trying to bring guys down. And we saw that in the Giants game, they were outstanding. In the in the in the Denver game, not so much. So if if you get things going and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Sean Lee's missing tackles and Heath is missing tackles and Jalen Smith is missing tackles, then there's going to be some problems. You know, I, that, that Arizona's got to try and run the football. I mean, they saw Arizona. Uh, I keep saying. They saw Denver have some success doing it. So, hey, be creative in the way you uh, you get your scheme going. But uh, you know, we'll see. I, I I don't think it's I don't think they can run the football. But every time I think, I, it kind of remembers. I remember back to the Hall of Fame game a little bit. You know, and I know it was a That's preseason a game. If you remember the first couple of drives, Dallas had a lot of their starters and defense in that game, and they were able to move the ball running it with some success. You had your safeties in that game. Yeah, Sorry. and you had your safeties, and yeah, a couple other guys yeah. playing that game. So I mean, it 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 just maybe maybe they feel maybe they feel like there's something they can do to have some success. So one of the things I saw in that Denver game, and I don't know how this happened, but it seemed to happen repeatedly. The defensive line seemed to get caved to one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like three guys. Yeah, washed. How did that happen? Do they block that way or were they were they chasing and instead of playing their Sometimes when the Cowboys they play they they slide they sh- they shift their front. Sometimes you can catch them in the Cowboys they like to slant their front. Okay. And then you slant your front one way and play the linebackers the other way mm-hmm. and try and take up all the gaps. Well, that's sometimes when they get washed, that's a big, big problem. They catch them in a run, uh, like a run stunt. And then all of a sudden, when the linebackers get blocked or get bumped or, or step late, it's a bad, it's a Which bad is game. the other thing I saw. Yeah. They had, there was too many times their offensive linemen were on the linebackers. In a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, they, they struggled. Dallas Dallas had problems control. It, it's it's obvious. They had troubles controlling the line of scrimmage. And like what Mickey's saying, if you get washed and now it's like, okay, Jalen Smith has got to make a, a play right there in the in the B gap and he doesn't make it, then you're going to have some problems. I mean, that's, that's the way this defense is built. It's built on movement. It's built on attacking the gaps. And when they don't attack the gaps or control the gaps, then they're going to give up plays. All right. Well, you tell us the guy that you are watching on the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, Carson Palmer, and I and I. Think oh, the main it, guy. The main guy. The guy. Yeah, and I and I and it, this is one of the better teams in the league when it comes to the big plays, the twenty-plus yard plays, and that's a lot of it has to do with Carson Palmer and the way he throws the football. The ball is going to go down the field. It's going to go to the outsides. It's going to be outside the numbers. They like to attack along the sidelines more than they do. If they're going to attack you in the middle of the field, they're going to attack you with Fitzgerald. That's how they'll do that. But to get, they try. They're a vertical team that works the outsides. Be ready for that. 
where he's had his problems is that he has not been as accurate throwing the football down the, uh, in a lot of those situations. So he's about a 54% passer. Teams that have been able to get bodies near him because he, he takes him, he's going to throw the ball long down the field. He needs to step into his throws. Teams that have put pressure on him have been able to make him be a little short with his delivery, and it's caused the ball to go short and on the outside, and he's had some incompletions. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league when you blitz him because he, he's able to handle that. He's seen a lot of that, so you got to be careful about that. You get him inside the 30-yard line, he has big-time problems. He's like a 54% rated quarterback inside the 30. They just haven't found the way with no David Johnson in the lineup that ability not to run the football or throw him a screen has really hurt, hurt the Arizona Cardinals. Again, you got to watch from the big play from him. But inside the 30, there's some things you could do to him scheme-wise that causes him a little problems. That's what the Cowboys need to do. Yeah, well, one of the better things you said against that, because you gave us a good picture of him, you said that he doesn't. He understands the blitz. He, he does. See it, he can read it. He can. We've talked about it before. The Cowboys' defense doesn't really run the blitz too often. Right. So that's going to be kind of one of their strengths maybe they'll play on. But, I mean, Rod Marinelli, I'm sure, is just looking to see, okay, let's – Let's beat this quarterback. Yeah, they're gonna they gotta get bodies to him. You get bodies to him, and that's any quarterback in the National Football League. But there's some of those veteran guys that rely a little bit more on the cleaner pocket to have to make plays. He's not gonna move around a whole heck of a lot. He's gonna stand there and make throws. So you have to be ready for that. And like I say, be ready for that ball going down the field. And JJ Nelson, your guy, you mentioned him the other day. He's a guy you've got to watch for. This is a defense when it's at its best. They don't give up big plays. And he had a 45-yard touchdown last week. 30-yard completion that got them in position to go win the game. So he's a guy on the outside. You mentioned Fitzgerald, another guy that they've got to contend with in the passing game. Actually, in his career, his longs for three years are 45, 80, and 64. Mm -hmm. So he gets down the field. He does do that. He does. Well, Brian just told you about the quarterback. Mickey, why don't you tell us about an offensive lineman that's trying to protect him well, from getting in the pocket? They are struggling on their offensive line from a health standpoint. Uh, they had two starters miss last week. DJ Humphreys, their left tackle, and Mike Ayupati. Uh, they had to go to John Wetzel and Alex Boone. Yes, the name John Wetzel is familiar, Cowboys fans. It and is. then the head coach wasn't happy with the right guard, Evan Bame, and the right tackle, Jarrett Veldeer. And Jarrett Veldeer is changing positions. He was the left tackle. He's been playing left tackle. They moved him to right tackle, and he has struggled in both of their games. Their line has struggled in both games. Palmer's been sacked five times, four times by the Colts, and I don't think anybody looks at the Colts and go, oh, look at this. Yeah. These guys can sack play. Monsters. Yeah. But not just sacked four times, he got hit nine more times. And when I started watching uh, film, the guy I circled right away was number 68, Valdir because he looked like he was really struggling. And as a matter of fact, he's an eighth-year veteran. He's 30 years old. And during training camp, he took a personal day because he was contemplating retiring. And he came back the next day. Last year, he missed half the season with a torn tricep. Uh, the second half of the season, got put on IR. So I'm not saying it's a Doug Freeze situation, but, you know, maybe he's sitting there going, this is the second time I've torn my tricep. I'm 30 years old. I've played all these games. Do I really want to play? And he's got a $10 million cap hit. So 
they weren't happy with his performance. And, you know, he signed a big contract in 2014 coming over from the, the Raiders. He's, he's a veteran. He started a lot of games, uh, but he, he hadn't played well in these first two games. Boy, Mickey gave you a great thumbnail of what this guy is. And I think that the way you attack him is with movement. Make him have to move. You rush this guy down the middle – He's good enough to sit down on you and hold you right there. But the problem he has is the more movement he has to deal with, the more it throws him off balance, the more it makes him have to lunge, the more he has to try and stop. I think he's a strong guy. I just don't think the athletic ability is really, really there. He has he had he did play as a left tackle. I always felt like that was a really a bad position for him, more of a right tackle guy. But yeah, when you watch him play, there's going to be some some good opportunities for. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence. D-Law get that half a yeah. sack back. Yeah, to do some good things. That they over. stole from him. D-Law. D-Law, I'm getting excited <laughs> you telling me that he doesn't do well against the movement because yeah. we've talked about Demarcus Lawrence in exhaust these past two weeks. Yeah. Deservedly so. Obviously, four sacks on his career stat line right for this season. Three, but Three and a half. Three and a half. They took one they away took from him. They took a half a sack away from yeah. him. That's wrong. Yeah. How many targets did they give old Des Bryant now? <laughs> <laughs> way too many way too many but don't get me started on yeah oh god but what i'm saying is that marcus might have a f another field day because we've told you guys he's lost a couple pounds we don't know exactly he's just lost weight to move around to get more movement right to be quicker on the he'll edge just speed he'll beat him on the outside they don't so. help him out yeah if, they, if it turns into tay that they don't put a tight into that side which they didn't do in the games they i didn't Did well not. by the way yeah. i don't know because on their depth chart, they only had one tight end, and it was Jermaine Gresham, and he didn't play last week. Yeah, they've got – They had five five offensive starters missing in the game, if you include Johnson, right. uh, John Brown, the two offensive linemen, and Gresham. Yeah. So we'll be looking at their practice report yeah. to see who's, <laughs> who's coming back, who's not, because obviously the Colts, not a very strong team, were almost able to beat them. And sorry for not reading the whole email and stealing your guy. Oh, it's okay. But got if you got anything got else to say about him. Well, you know what, actually, Mickey, I'm going to steal something for you from you today because I have a special Mickey's Minute today. And, it, and it, unfortunately, it's not Mickey. You're going to rant? I'm not, but our, oh. our dear friend in New York, if you guys have been on Twitter this morning, I know Mickey hasn't, so he hasn't seen it yet, but he had a, a special rant about the Giants, and Kent has produced something just magical for us. It's time for Mickey's Minute. Come on, stop it already, right? Everybody's coming up with these stuff. Oh, well, this offensive lineman, only 27% of the time was Eli pressured from his left side on Monday nights when Sean McDonough's the announce. Stop. Stop creating some narrative that you, everybody knows football better than somebody else. Your eyeballs tell the story. The offensive line sucks, period. That's my stat. You want a stat? You want sabermetrics? Offensive, Don, Le at Don LeGreca tweeted last night, or said on the Michael K show, offensive line stinks. That's the stat. Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael? We're going to be like accountants now in baseball? Uh, was it the Pythagorean theorem? The Pythagorean theorem said that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem said that the Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. When I talk Pythagorean theorem, I sound like that? No. Oh. The people that trust the Pythagorean theorem, the people that listen to the Pythagorean theorem, the people that sit there at their desk, that only know the naked body through National Geographic, that do the math wow. to come up with the Pythagorean.
Pythagorean theorem. This That's guy. what they sound like. Is this like <laughs> real? <laughs> on ESPN radio. Who is he? I mean, he was like a, a host on radio? Yeah. Yes, in New York. And, I mean, there's more to it. He was it. on the Michael K. show, I think is who he is on. Yeah. He gets a little more frustrated and talks about, I've seen football for 40, 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. I'm a man. That's one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. And they have not gone this long without scoring 20 points since 77-78 when Joe Pasarczyk was their quarterback. Patterson played Joe. God, he's spitting all over so the place. So take that with your Pythagorean theorem. Take that. Take the that. The Joe Pasarczyk theorem. You're dead. God. Oh, he said that on the air? Yes. Mickey, you're the Zen master compared to that guy. Mickey's minute would that never. A, that was an impressive minute, though, I'd have to say. That's a heck of a minute, but Whew. I'm glad I wasn't in spitting distance. Step up your rant him. game, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, really. Need a rain suit to do radio oh, with that guy. Lee. Or maybe <laughs> was... I can I can pull a D'Angelo Williams, huh? That's just, the true we... Captain Angry Pants right there. Man. In New York. <laughs> I just, Not in this studio. You know, we're complaining about offensive lines and different things like that, but yes, we saw it in the first week. The Giants have a lot of issues over there. Sure do. And it's it's very frustrating to some fans. But, I mean, just that guy. Well, he, he's obviously a fan. He's not a professional radio guy. No, I think he's a radio guy. Well, maybe he's a radio guy, but <laughs> he's, he's, a fan, he's a Giants fan, and he's pissed off. And that's what happens to fans that get on the radio. <laughs> we're all homers, Mickey. Come on, man. No, no, not like that. Yeah, we're all homers. you got oh. to be realistic. Good stuff. Oh, got to be realistic. Well, Dave Hillman just tweeted out, he actually got to watch practice today, <laughs> and he wrote that Anthony Hitchens was not participating, but he was on the field. And uh -huh. we've been talking. He's getting closer and closer. Closer and closer. Next week, maybe. Against the Rams, or do you think they'd or hold him until the Packers? It's a short week next week, so it just depends. It just depends on where he's at physically, I think, by next week. I'm going to say 49ers. That would be after the bye. After the bye. Is that after? I thought the Packers were after. Packers the bye. are no, no. October eighth, yeah, and then there's the bye, and then there's the Rams. Bye. Rams Packers bye. Oh, then Packers. That's yeah. what I, yeah. I was thinking. The Forty yeah. ers saying get through the short week and then yeah. Green Bay week. Yeah. yeah. That would Packers, help this defense. Offense ready to. Ready for that conversation of who should start at Mike linebacker? I will have to have it. Yeah. We'll have to have it, but I mean, have you been impressed so far with what you've seen from Jalen Smith? I have. I have. I have too. I don't playing him a lot more than I ever thought. I was, I was the number of snaps alone that he played. I, I've been I was so wrong about him as a player. So it, can Hitchens play the strong side? Because I don't think Damian Wilson has played. He at least didn't play very well in this last game. What little he was in there. Yeah, Damian I thought Wilson. across the board. Guys I thought he was. Though. I thought he was a liability. You know, I don't think they want to play him at Sam linebacker though. Anthony Hitchens. I know because he's he should if he's not maybe, in the middle he's weak. Yeah, maybe maybe you find a way to. What if you play him on nickel? Uh, Damian Wilson. No. Or Jalen Smith. Play Hitchens, Hitchens. with Lee. Okay, that on takes. The nickel. Well, that takes. Then that would take. Uh, that takes. And take Jalen. Jalen off the field. And that would maybe you make Jalen. Maybe you make Jalen your Sam your Sam linebacker. You don't want to move Sean. You can't Sh do that. Sean's your will. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting conversation. But see, if you're yeah. if you're if you're in base and you're the Sam, then you're covering. You're off the field. If you're at base and you're base, you're on the tight end. You're right? on the tight end. You're playing over the tight end. I don't want him going back. Well, you, 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 what you could do is you could use him to hold up. He could be a hold up guy on the, on the you know at the point of attack. Right. He could be a guy that plays with some length, plays with some strength, plays with some power, leverage the tight end, set the edge, and then let people run from the middle. That's what you can do with him. Let's see if they do that. I don't know if they'd move him to Sam linebacker, but it's 
surely possible if he feels more comfortable with his foot. Unless they just share the position. Yeah. You never know. Which was the thought I, with Durant. I, I, I think you got to. Who was get, out there practicing, by the way? Yeah, I think that I think you got to find a way to get get him on the field. I mean, you you can't just let Anthony Hitchens no. sit. No, uh, not in my opinion. You guy had 100 tackles for you last yeah, year. He's, yeah, he's too solid for this team. But we've got some solid Rob's poll coming <laughs> yeah. after. Oh, a poll coming yeah. after this final break here on Talking Cowboys. So join us after that. And if you guys are around and want to call us and get maybe a rant from Mickey, the number is 214-872-2102. We'll be right back. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus, save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credit start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is Talking Cowboys. Hey, how about some Papa John's pizza? And we know why it tastes so great. The ingredients, like the veggies, never frozen in the pepperoni, 100% pork and beef. Better ingredients, better pizza than Papa John's. You always tell us that Papa John's is so good, and it is. So, guys, make sure you order your Papa John's while you're looking over these results from Rob's poll. Yes, it's an interesting week this week. You got Jason Witten, you got Larry Fitzgerald on the other side, couple of goats. Couple of goats. Yeah. Third and, and fourth all time. In all time receiving yards. Yes. Right now. No, in receptions. Receptions. Right, right as it stands now. But Witten's getting there. But, right but, there. But I don't think Fitzgerald's backing up. Well. No, but they're they very well both could be wearing gold jackets when it's all said and done. So with your stat that you had the other day, Jason Witten leading the league in catches right now after two games. 17, I, is that right? 17. I was curious, what's the most impressive Witten milestone to date? You've got four options. Most all-time games played for Dallas. Most starts consecutively in Cowboys history. Cowboys receiving yards record that he recently got from Michael Irvin. Or the fact that you just mentioned, Mick, he's fourth all-time in NFL catches. A lot of good stats there. Some of them team-related, some of them Iron Man-related, and he's obviously in the league record books too. I think the Iron Man-related. Okay. I think the fans will say the fact that he's fourth all-time in receptions, not on the Cowboys, in the National Football League. As a tight end. As a tight end. Broadman? 
I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Taylor on this one. I think the consecutive game streak is the yeah, most I, impressive I think thing. Most starts in a row? Most starts in a row. Well, we got one and two there. 55% said fourth all-time in, in catches in league history, NFL okay. history, followed it's by – Me and the fans, baby. Followed by most, most starts in a row. You and the fans. Cut that clip. Cut <laughs> right. that clip. You and the fans. <laughs> Mark it, Kent. There you go. So so the, the Ironman streak or the consecutive starts was second in the poll? 23%. You think about the position he plays. Yeah. It's not like he's playing as a cornerback where he's – you know, half the time he's having to deal with not having to be involved in the play. He's in a high collision, high impact area. Not only is he taking hits, running routes, and catch, you know, trying to catch the ball, but he's also a blocker, the point of attack. Think about people rolling up on him or hitting him in the back or whatever like that. So for him to survive those all these car wrecks that he's had to survive for 15 years is quite impressive. Well, Whose record did he break, though, for that? Because that was a defensive player, wasn't it? Ed Jones? Was it Ed Jones or too Lee tall. Roy? Too, too tall. tall. Yeah. 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 See, the reason that I went with the Ironman, and it's personally Same thing, impressive yeah. for yeah. me. But that was a club record, right? right? Right. Yeah, but it's still impressive. Oh, it is. Extremely I'm impressive. I'm not saying. Well, this is but I'm saying season. fourth all time in the National Football League. Think of some. There's 25 wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. 25. And I. What, what is what is his best strength? Only, what is his best trait? Well, that he's a complete tight end. No, no, his okay, uh, uh, okay, complete tight end. Okay, take that out of it. Do everything. Okay, what is okay? What is what will he be known for then? That he ran a play without a helmet on. That he, that he he's a he's a catcher. His hands. That's what he'll be known for. He's uh, a to me, when he guy. when he came out of college, he always it was not the question wasn't going to be about his ability to catch the football. Right. I mean, he's, longevity has helped. But he but, learned to be a complete tight end. No doubt about that. No doubt about and it. And he changed his game after they, you know, got a, a really powerful running game going. He kind of ceded that but, responsibility. Oh, sure. To, you know, changed I mean, his game. We're, I, I, we're I, talking, we're arguing about does Terrell Owens deserve to be in the National Football Hall of Fame? Does Randy Moss deserve to be? This guy's got more catches than both of them. And they were wide receivers. But we're not we're not arguing if he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. No, we know, I know. We know he's going to be in the but Hall of Fame. But to me, that's what makes it so impressive. Uh, he is an all-around impressive guy. I mean, greatest guy on this team. 30-plus year, years now, he has been alive and just doing things. And if you talk about – you're talking about the receptions, Mickey, and I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with the stat of saying that he's had consecutive starts because if you talk to him – and, you know, I've had different talks like, how do you keep going? And he always comes back to the word standard. I feel like that's a word you'll always hear from Witten. He says, I just have a high, high, high standard. He competes hard at practice. Everyone knows that. He competes hard in games. He goes for it on every down. And so with that, obviously, he's become this great, complete tight end that you're talking about. Um, yeah, who, Mickey's right. Who's I mean, been able to get so all So what's the 225? Hold on, that let me finish this. Oh, I didn't know you I'm were on saying, a, a Taylor's I'm, minute. Sorry. All right. Well, I'm on a Taylor's timeout. Thank you, though. <laughs> But what I'm, there it is. what I'm saying is that they have also, and Brian, you would know this, they've kind of draft guys that would eventually replace him. Obviously, Anthony being one of the oh, first no, they, guys. They've tried. And he just doesn't let yeah, up. He, he doesn't. And that's the thing about it is, though, there, the, pre the preparation and all that. There's no doubt. Which one of the records or which one of the milestones of the poll, which one do you think he would vote on? Consecutive Two, starts. 225. 
I think always I think the Iron Man stuff always being there. That's the standard. Grandson, but you can't you grandson can't of a football coach who instilled a lot of what you said in him. Always so, never, what, and that's what his brother told me is that one of his biggest fears is he doesn't want to let anybody down. Doesn't want to exactly. let anybody in this building down, especially his teammates and his coaches. So what was second? The the those consecutive game streak. The, the second yeah consecutive game. starts. Where does the two twenty five come in? That's most all-time games. Games played. And that's that's kind of Iron Man. It's not a consecutive thing, but it was third, I think. Trailing behind those two. That would have been my second pick. 225 games. Yeah, but he's he he's not far below that in terms of consecutive start total. Like it he's, Well, that's like 160 something, right? Something like that. But the last game he missed was 2003. I understand. You know, but if, you, if you're if you're missing games, you're not getting to 225. Is my point. That's a lot of games. They're all impressive. They're, that's the thing. We <laughs> don't even need to argue yeah. about Jason Witten because he is so wildly impressive. So such a standard for this team. I mean, we're talking about the Larry Fitzgeralds of the world, who is that way for the Arizona Cardinals. And so I think yep. you know they both have immense respect for each other. It's been interesting to hear Tony Gonzalez talk about Jason Witten. You know, these guys who are on the list that Mickey is talking about and just how he does it. But, I mean, you have to say, when he's having that standard and everything, that just comes with it. I don't think that he gets as excited about the touchdowns and the receptions. I think those matter to him. But when he was asked just two weeks ago about the Michael Irvin record that was also on there, did that come in fourth? Um, yeah, I think it did. Let me double check. It was third or fourth behind the 225. What was Michael's? The yards? The most touchdowns. Most uh, yards. Most, most yards, most yeah. 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 Uh, most, the 225 games played, 12%, 10% was passing Irvin for, for most receiving yards all time in Cowboys history. Yeah. Cowboys history. But yeah. we're talking those uh, the, the receptions, we're talking NFL history. Sure, sure. And the only two of the guys that are ahead of him, Larry Fitzgerald is going to be on the field. Sure. And Gonzalez was the other one. I forgot who was number one. I guess I should have remembered that, huh? Who would have been past him in the NFL? It was Jerry Rice. Jerry, Thank you. Jerry yeah, Rice. Silly yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, who would be the most games played in the NFL in total right now? Oh, I have to look that one up. Pentels? Well, it's going to be somebody like – it's going to be a kicker, you know, is what the – and, and, hmm. and that way it's going to be like a – yeah, Stenner Root or no, – yeah, Did you say well, I said maybe Brady. I don't know. No. Some no. of these kickers have played no, 20 you get years. George you know? Blanda, yeah. somebody like that is yeah. going to be in career game. Jim Marshall. Oh, I meant, I meant uh, active players. No, we're, he was thinking about the just all-time players. We were talking all-time. All-time. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, there's, there's some guys like Jim Marshall. I mean, there's guys that have had some longevity in careers. But, you know, he again, he plays a high-impact collision position. Morton Anderson at 382. There you go. There you go. He's yeah. number one. Yeah. That's a lot. A lot of games left Old to Jeff catch. Mort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might as well give up on that one. Yeah, yeah. Three eighty-two. The German holding strong. <laughs> like, like ten more seasons. But you know, we're, you just said it, Rob. Before you got in there, he's leading the league right now, and Mickey, the National Football League, he is leading it with seventeen receptions, and that's pretty impressive when you're looking at guys around the league. The guy right behind him is Antonio Bryant. And he's just – he's always been reliable for his quarterbacks. Antonio Brown? No, I'm talking about Jason Oh, all, t- oh all time. 
What do you, what do you, I'm sorry, I'm lost you here. Like, what I'm saying is that in these first two games, Dak has always trusted him. That's right. probably why he's leading the league right now. Got you. 17 receptions. Got you. Is Jason Witten through 15 years has always been so reliable for his quarterback. Got you. I mean, oh, yeah. the whole narrative throughout the Tony Romo era was that he and Jason Witten had this unbreakable bond. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been a safety blanket for Dak too. Uh, the question is, can they get the rest of the offense going? And I'm sure he trades some of those catches for a more efficient performance than they had in Denver overall. Yeah, it was Antonio Brown, second. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Jason Witten, just yeah. the goat. Yep. He's obviously going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. But we're going to go to Twitter, and we have a few questions. If Lawrence continues his performance, how will that affect the left defensive end spot after Irving returns? That's interesting because I kind of think of I think that they might play David Irving inside at tackle. Yeah, you felt like the best games he played was with playing tackle, and he was playing tackle in Green Bay, right? Where he yes, had we had the, the monster game, but his he played he was playing as uh, as the left defensive end against Tampa, Tampa when he went off too. So yeah, but I think his best position I, I probably feel like they think his best position is playing at defensive tackle. I think that's where he'll he'll go when. Uh, when uh, when uh, he he comes back in a couple of weeks, as you know, we haven't seen him use that three man front very much. No, but that was one of his deals. That he was, was one of his. Put him over the nose and let him the go. Middle guy, right, right. Put him over the nose and let him roll. Demarcus Lawrence. No, no. David Irving. David Irving. Irving. David Irving. Yeah, yeah. David Irving. So he his suspension is not allowing him to be around here. At not all. at all. No, the, 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 he's got two more weeks. And that was the same as DeMontre Morris? No, he was allowed to be. He here. was allowed, yeah. The, there's different with the, the performance-enhancing things. So so was DeMontre Moore allowed to be in meetings? No. No, no. but he, he could be he here could, and work out. He could work out. Facility, yeah, he could work out. out. Eat breakfast. Yeah, eat breakfast with Mickey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mickey, did you see him again today at all? No, I did not. No? Now, the other guy that everyone's going to be watching in this game, obviously, it would have been – David Johnson versus Ezekiel Elliott, who's going to have the better game? But with David Johnson out, Ezekiel Elliott looking to have a comeback game, do you guys think that he will? Obviously, does it depend on this week's practice? What are the keys for him to have a good game against the Cardinals? Well, number one, don't fall behind by 25 points. Yeah, that's going to be – That's I, on the team. I think Denver did a nice job offensively. Denver's, Denver's offense took Dallas out of their running game. I don't think it was their – I don't think it was their defense. It was their their offense clearly took them out of the run. Now they did some things defensively. Arizona could present some of the similar problems that Denver had with when it comes to playing defense. They've got a shutdown corner. They've got linebackers that can run. They've got size inside. And I, you know if you don't if you don't match up with them, hats on hats, they can get to the football and finish plays. This is one of the better teams in the league when it comes to uh, when not allowing run after catch. You know, and so if you if you don't if you're one of those teams that don't allow run after catch, then you're a team that tackles well. And I think that's where Arizona can 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 hurt uh, hurt Dallas a little bit. They've got these hybrid, strong safety linebacker guys that get to the football in a hurry and can and can shut you down that way. I do wonder, do they make more of a commitment to get him established early, Zeke, in this game? Because I mean, they didn't run it well. He had nine nine yards on eight carries, but they did throw the ball ten times out of the first fourteen plays. So do you make a considerable, considered effort to get him rolling early? We'll see. Because, you know, they stack the box fine. I mean, they've yeah. run against eight-man fronts all last season. It's not really new what the Broncos did. They yeah. just didn't execute. The biggest concern, I, I talked about it yesterday, or that when we broke down the game, was the fact they got in 12 personnel and couldn't run the football. Yeah. 
That's and, and when you get in 12 personnel, that means you're playing with two tight ends. That means you're bringing guys into the box. Now, maybe we will see him this week say, you know what, we'll play more 11 personnel and try and run it that way where you play with three wide receivers and one back, spread them out. But they tried that, and Denver said, you know what, if this is we're not still gonna play that way. passing down, yeah, yeah, we're, we're playing we're our play base defense. Right. Yeah. We'll leave our yeah. linebackers in there. Yep. So now I'd be interested if Arizona Matches has the ability to yeah. do that. Right. Because they had the ability to stop the run that way yep. and hold up in the passing game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. I liked uh, Rob's tweet today about what Bruce Arian said when asked about the awesome blueprint that Mickey loves to talk about. <laughs> the blueprint. What did Bruce Arian say to that when he that he was asked, are they going to follow the Denver Broncos' plan to beat the Dallas Cowboys? He said, yeah, if we can borrow Denver's players, <laughs> which is pretty good. And that kind of speaks to what we've talked about is Denver has – really elite personnel and a, and a big reason Brian's talked about it, it's the it's their corners on the outside they're allowed they're so good they can leave them on an island and focus everything else on everybody else on your offense if if they if Dallas continues not to win on the outside it doesn't matter how many people they put in the box I mean they'll, they're not going to run the football mm-hmm. they've got to find a way to get guys open on the outside now is that is that on the players? Yeah. Is it on the coaches? Absolutely. You know, let's see if they do some things differently. Let's see if they create uh, opportunity, bunch formations, motion, whatever. It's stuff that we don't normally see. Mickey and I were talking about pick routes, rub routes, whatever you want to do. If somebody's going to play man coverage against me, I'm going to find ways to try and get my guys open. And we'll see if, if in fact, it's Scott Linehan and them uh, come out and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to attack them. And you know, they've, they've had some struggles in, in pass coverage. You know, they've, they've given up their share the, the, through the first two games where they haven't been really as great on second down. They haven't been really good on third down. He's uh, been a little self-deprecating. He knows he's got a good defense. He's got a good too, defense. He does. But, but, but as an offense, we talk about, hey, how do you run the football? How do you – this offensive line, the running back, the receivers. If, if the guys don't execute on that end, then it doesn't matter what you do. See, they've and, got it. You got to find ways. And when you, when, you know, you say they didn't run the ball early. First play of the game, they threw Zeke a little dump pass, right? right? Four yards. It's four yards. Second and six, hand off to Zeke. Zero. Third and six. What are you doing? Yeah, Probably throw, throwing the ball, throwing right? The ball. Hits Witten over the middle. The if I remember when I went back and watched it, the DB came off of his guy right. to make the tackle because Witten. If Witten had kept going where he was going, right. he had open field, but he did his little cutback. Right. Wasn't expecting that DB to come off his guy, stops him one yard short. Right. Second time they get the ball, throws to Dez. Oh, and Dez caught a pass, 12 right. yards, right. by the way. Woo. First and 10 uh, to Beasley for six. Second and four, Zeke cuts back three. Third and one, Chaz Greenfall starts. Yeah. That would have been another run. Right. Now it's third and six. What are you doing? Pass. You're throwing the ball. Right. Then they got into that possession where the game got delayed, right? Right. And when, I think they, they were second and 10 at the 46 uh, when the game got delayed and they tried some fancy fake screen or whatever. It didn't work. And now it's third and 10. Right. You're not running the ball. And they, at the end of the half, they got into a two-minute situation, too, where they threw it like eight. That's what I'm saying. I think Denver – I think Denver, Next time he touches the ball was on the goal line. Sure. First and goal to three, he got zero. Right. And then they scored. Denver, Denver's offense had a big hand in how that, that game went. And now they didn't get the ball back forever. Yeah. 
But we'll have the ball back tomorrow when yeah. we were on Talking Cowboys for our Friday show. We've already hinted that we're going to be talking about inactives, and we are at 11.30 a.m. Central Time. Join us then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!